Scrolling or down, scrolling or downs to Dana. Welcome back to Finnegan's Wake, a podcast about James Joyce's Finnegan's Wake. Uh, my name's Rob. Greetings. So, who do we know tonight, ladies and gentlemen? The echoes wear in the back of the wounds. Call him forth. And um, which you should do, really, shouldn't you? Because if you take the letters, I talk about the matriarch, uh, the patriarch of Finnegan's Wake, H E means, means letters. You know, here comes everybody, and then how Hoth Castle and environs that. The words that end the opening sentence and the, the 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 final stamp of male authority as things come full circle again, um, but in the sense that you can rethink a lot of stuff, you have to in the sense you read it you read it backwards within Finnegan's Wake or you in a kind of um, you know kind of in the manner of a of a of a whirlpool or an eddying the eddying of water, the basic letters H E read backwards or E C H. Which only, which are only missing an O, to become Echo. Um, the Echo is wearing the back of the ones, call him forth. So he is H E forwards, but Echo backwards. Um, and there's a lots of these things. Like there's the um, you'll read a lot about the st- about H E stutter, and it's it's kind of within within the kind of language of finning his way. You get kind of stuttery, kind of blah 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 blah, kind of um, beginnings to words. It's genuinely recognised. It's been it's, uh, as the um, as a signification, a, a signification of H.G.'s guilt for for the crime that's been committed. That we don't really that we don't really know what it is in in the kind of you know, the traditional understanding of Finnegan's Wake. Although in the kind of the this in the Finnegan's Awake um, understanding of Finnegan's Wake, the sin is the the sin of creating original sin of casting original sin. It's you know a thing that and the because people talk talk about there's a kind of Phoenix Park in um, in in Ireland, in Dublin that's used as a stand-in for the Garden of Eden. Well, the Garden of Eden is the thing, the whole story of the Garden of Eden. That I think is the the sin that is referred to within Finnegan's Wake. Is the whole is the actual original sin. That whole you know nonsense um, and the consequences that lead from it, from accepting that as literal truth. That's kind of that's the sin within Finnegan's Wake. Um, but um, but the thing about a um, a stutter, read backwards, becomes an echo, which um, I think a lot. Uh, which is one thing. Um, the other thing that we talk about is kind of something is that I think that the stutter um, in Finney's Wake not so much represents man's guilt as is. To me, it represents the kind of the, the action of the penis as it as it ejaculates. That's the stutter in Finnegan's Wake, um, and indeed, I think that the fall is just the is just basic. That is the rise and fall within Finnegan's Wake, is is erection is the, is man coming back to, you know, a priapic state at which point he will begin afresh against woman, um, and there's there's kind of things within that. I'll do that in a different. I'll probably I'll need to go and kind of dig out all the various bits from from the book from the book to demonstrate that but i'll probably do an episode on that because that's kind of the the kind of is it an echo is it is it a, is it a stutter is it i would if anyone the people who know anything about this i would i would i would um welcome you to to um consider the phrase um there was a wall of course in erection was it dim he stuttered from the latter which could be ladder or it could be latter and latter would be erection he stuttered from his erection um and then erections become walls, and um, you get the whole zin 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 zin, which you, well, that's 
that's troubling territory, not troubling territory, but it's dangerous territory to get in, in, into because then you start getting into Finning his wakes um, interests in Islam, shall we say, um, which you might look at at um, some point. But there are people who've written about this. In the name of Anna, the old names of all the other living, the bringer of plurabilities. But anyway, I've already I've already um, rambled off for five minutes from just from just from one quote from Finnegan's Wake. Um, but the, oh, I thought, yeah, but Anna Livia Plurabel as well, particularly, is a very interesting name because it's it's highly um, is the both of the, the, fe the both female characters in Finnegan's Wake are you know, highly um, uh, in the names and their their, their personalities are. Uh, highly influenced by Joyce's own daughter, Lucia Joyce, um, Lucia Anna Joyce. Um, born 26th of July 1907, died 12th of November 1982 in Northampton, um, which is doubly sad for me because I'd lived in Northampton only six years later for like, for like about nine or ten months, but I keep meaning to return and go back on you know a birthday and you know, put a some flowers on a grave, and maybe you, speaking about it, we might organise something, a trip down to Northampton this year. It's a few months off, yeah, and I've got many other things I've got to sort out before then, but yeah, we'll see how we get on. But, um, but yeah, she was Lucia Anna Joyce, but actually, um, when she was born, there was a mistake on her birth certificate, and she was actually um, put down as Anna Lucia Joyce. So Anna Lucia Joyce, Anna Lucia Purovel. Now, the thing is, Joyce and James Joyce and his wife Nora weren't husband and wife then. They didn't get married until many years later when their children were almost were grown up and kept kept the fact that they weren't married from their children for, until they actually got married. I think Joyce only actually finally agreed to marry Nora because, well, with what was going on in Europe at the time, I think he wanted to secure his, make sure he had he left his children something if anything happened to him. Um, so the tradition would would have been if there was any kind of tradition involved in this, that, and the tradition still is today. I think that um, that that male children, met, that boys, are, uh, take their fathers' names and girls take their mothers' names. So she should actually have been uh, Lucia Anna, Anna Barnacle, which then becomes on a birth certificate would have been Anna Lucia Barnacle. So Anna Lucia Barnacle, Anna Lucia Pluribel. We see where the kind of if not actually, you know, the, not, if not the, the the word, the kind of actual the, um, letters within within the matriarch's name, certainly the um, the rhythm of it, the form of it, and the rhythm of it, um, and of course she is also the daughter of Issy, Isabel, Isis, many things. And I, certainly, when I read um, Finney's Wake, every time I see a reference to to Issy or to Isabel, Isabel or whatever. Uh, there's usually some some kind of reference, kind of oblique reference to Lucia somewhere in the vicinity. You know, was it Issy the Chapel? Any Lucans, please? You know, Lucon, Lucia. You know, that's she's there all the time. And also, there's um within the kind of dream, uh, the dream landscape, the dream iconography of Finnegan's Wake. There's the the mother and daughter as the as the mother is represented by the river the river Liffey the river Liffey um, the daughter is she's the you know, represented by the clouds you know she's the potential to become womanhood you know she is 
Isabel, as, as her mother is, Plurabel. Yeah, Isabel and Plurabel. Um, and obviously in the name in the kind of the, the, the name Plurabel there is an obvious there's kind of the obvious kind of um um kind of concordance to kind of the everyman, the Plurabel, the everyman. Yeah, she is the every woman. You know, she's referred to as the prank queen at, in various points during uh, Finnegan's Wake, which is a reference back to the kind of the mock king rituals. You know, where um, where well, kind of century. You we go back millennia. Um, kings were kind of the were the religious chief of a village, and their job was to to ensure that the rains came and there was good harvest and. Um, and so you had to be strong and virile, and as soon as you became, seemed to be weak, you know, and wrinkles all went grey. That people would probably cut them down and you know execute them and elect a new king. And it's you know a purely kind of symbolic ritual. But then, as the as the role of a king became more of a, the role of a politician, various stand-ins were brought in at times of, of, of special occasion, the harvest and the, the planting seasons. It would be the harvest, yeah, it would be the harvest, I suppose it would be, yeah, because you're cutting down heads of corn, of course. Yeah. So, um, you know, um, standards would brought, be brought, brought in. Um, one, the most disturbing one was, was their own children, you know, children being, children would be raised and would be raised essentially to be, to be executed, you know, as John George Fraser says, and uh, James George Fraser says in the the Golden Bough, you know that that's why the, the the Israelites had to invent an entire story about Abraham going up to execute his son, and then his and then an angel coming down the last minute and going, "Whoa, wait! God saw what you were able to do, and he that's cruel, but we're not doing that anymore. We we'll execute, we're only, um, we will sacrifice animals instead." Yeah, because that's because at the time there was probably when that was being written, there's you know a few uh, probably a few million people of Jewish descent living in that part of the world, and you can't go around telling having people telling that such a large population that kind of new story of we're not no we're not doing that anymore. So you have to you know make it in the um, so you have to you know use people and you know tropes and characters they understand, and so the uh, the the kind of the 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 religious leaders of the day used used Abraham in the same way that um, you know the Department of Health in in Great Britain used Superman to you know, promote air uh, to warn against the dangers of cigarettes in in British schools throughout the nineteen seventies and eighties and probably even nineties yeah you know, yeah actually even nineties but the other stand-ins would be um, well essentially you know the some you know poor poor what would be regarded as a village idiot you know someone with you know mental disability or you know learning dis you know other learning disabilities would just be brought in for a couple of days during the festival to be treated as a as what was called the mock king they would be um, you know worshipped and adorated and you know mocked but that you know because put this put this sensitively probably the conditions so severe that weren't really aware of what was going on you know it'd be some poor kid with down syndrome but just been dragged in and put a crown on his head and showered with flowers and then at the end of the festival they'd execute him um, and then the regular king would come back in and go hey i have risen anew and it's you know it, the the answer yes yeah, so the vulnerable as usual left her to stand in but you get so you get the, the, the so it becomes known as the mock king um 
but yeah, so she you can see her as Plurabelle, the prank queen. Um, but also if you took Plura to be um, the French for to reign, she is the the woman who was who was reign, and her daughter is Isabel. She is the she is the potential for reign. She is the the falling, and so the 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 kind of cycle, the 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 incomplete sentences were within Finnegan's Wake, isn't that kind of represent a cycle of the 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 water. Of the water being sucked up, sucked up through condensation into the into the clouds by the heat of the sun, and then in drift, drifts over the over the mountains and, and falls as rain. Stream and the rivulets become streams, become the river, and then flow back out into the into the river Liffey, and the whole thing starts again. Um, we've talked about Vico, the uh, the Viconian cycles, the idea of the age of the age of Theocracy, the age of monarchy, and the age of democracy, followed by the recurso, the the point at which of, of chaos, the point at which it all resets itself. Now, one of the things I think as you see in Finnegan's Wake is that um, the the kind of the whole schools of thought on the kind of the the way that Finnegan's Wake uses those cycles. So it has four parts. So each part, each one of those parts represents a part of this process. So part one is the book of, is the is the part of Theocracy, and then book two is the part of book of monarchy, and then theocracy, uh, democracy, and then the recurso at the end, there's the final chapter. But then each chapter within each part goes through a stage. So you get um, there are eight chapters in part four. So each part, so in part four, in part one, sorry, there are eight chapters, and um, so it goes through the entire circle twice. So you go first chapters, so you go so. It, Goes mon theocracy, monarchy, democracy, recurso, theocracy, monarchy, democracy, recurso, and then book three and uh, two and three are both four books, so they go through it once, and then book four is only one chapter, so it's said to go through it again. So that should be. I need to. I'm going to look into this because I want to well, say that like I'd like I disbelieve it, but you would think in a kind of in a mathematical sense if a if. Well, we'll get to this, but okay, the, the third, the kind of fourth part seems to be saying going through, going through the the process three times simultaneously. So if it's going through the same process three times simultaneously, then it's it should be three times pronounced just through constructive interference. Again, treating this mathematically, but I, I'll do a bit of research into that at some point. But it's just Dallas; it's interesting. So each part is a stage. Each um, each um, chapter within a part represents a stage, and then each chapter, all seventeen chapters within Finnegan's Wake, are also seen said to go through the entire um, Viconian cycle uh, within their chapter. So. You get the final part four should be going through it three times, okay? But then also the entire thing is said to go through a cycle. Now, I'm kind of I'm, I'm kind of lean towards. The, I like it because if you go right, the set so it goes through. So each chapter is a so each chapter is a cycle. So that's seventeen, and then each part is a chap is a cycle. So that's another four. So that make, brings up to twenty one. But then the whole. It goes through it, but then it also said to we say that it goes through the entire circle twice in part one, and then once each in parts two, three, and four. So that's another five. So you add uh, so seventeen plus four plus five. That brings us up to twenty six, and then the entire circle is another cycle. So that's twenty seven different cycles. 
just because I'm a wanker, um, really, <laughs> I've actually um, derived a formula, uh, derived like a, 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 a an equation for this and plugged it into a a, 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 a graphics calculator emulator on my um, on my um, phone of choice, just to see what the the waveform looks like. It's interesting. I might put it again. I might put that up in the uh, in the in in the blog for this episode. Um, but yeah, and the Viconian, but the, well, there's a thing, again, I got, there's a thing in literature, there's a, it's an interesting thing in literature, um, that, um, not so much literature, but literature that, that refers back to, um, to Dante, that has this kind of, if you look, they can often find a kind of, a, a need to, um, to have, so I was talking about the kind of, the, the, the kind of invocation to the muse in the last episode, but the game, but also the idea of the, uh, the uh, of almost an act of creation of setting the whole the whole act the whole universe the whole the, the whole reality that exists within the, within the kind of the um, the superstructure of the of the work into motion um, and this all this all goes back to Dante because when Dante was writing the the, the vision of the universe of the of the structure of the universe was the still the one of what the Ptolemaic view. Um, that the Earth sat at the centre, geo, the geocentric universe. The un Earth was at the centre of the universe, static and immobile, and all the other, everything else span around it, and everything had, and all the, so there was the, you had the fixed stars that seemed to just circle around the Earth, once every twenty-four hours, and then there were th other things, the sun and the moon and the things called planetaria. Because they're the wandering, the wanderers, because they seem to move across the the fixed stars during the course of the year, and so all these things were said to have their own exist within a sphere, which encompassed the Earth at you know greater and greater removes, um, and there were nine. So there were nine basic circles represented with the the um, the however many what were the known seven uh, with the six other known planets then the Earth and the Moon and the stars now. In the kind of the 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 love of the the, the love in religion of it infinite infinite regress, um, no one could not. It troubled people that this could just be that this just was just in motion that the universe just started spinning, you know, and spinning around the Earth. So they had to come up with a a thing called the prime mover, is the tenth circle, the thing that encircles all the other nine circles in the Earth. And it's the it's the circle that sets all the other circles in motion. Now, of course, it's infinite arrest because then you ask, well, what set that in motion? You know, in the same way that you can ask, well, God created the universe. Well, who created God? Well, no one. All right, so why can't no one have created the universe? I'm not saying it's right, but you know, it's just infinite regress. We're not got. We've just gone one. It's the way that humans work. I think a lot of the times we. We infant we regress until we find something that's comfortable to us, and until we find something, something, some excuse, some some reason why it's not our fault. It's some other, it's because of someone else, or it's not our responsibility, and then we're comfortable with it, and then we. So the prime mover kind of represents that, and um, kind of uh, as an aside to an aside, almost um, one of the best one of the best arguments I've ever heard for that that Shakespeare must have written the works of Shakespeare. Is um, from Isaac Asimov. He points out that if you um, that there are passages, there are there are passages, and again, I'll put them on the blog um, in both *Midsummer Night's Dream* and um, uh, *Merchant of Venice*, 
in which the writer of these plays seems to think that each of each star has its own its own sphere rather than there just being one sphere for all the fixed stars he seems to think that all, they all have their own different sphere and, and Asimov's argument was that if anyone else that's been suggested for having written the works of Shakespeare whether it be Marlowe or um, Ben Jonson or um, the Earl of Essex the Earl of Essex no it's the uh, Edward de Vere sorry um, would have all been university were all university educated and they would have been taught the Ptolemaic view of the universe and they wouldn't have made such a blunder to think that all the stars had a different was sat in different in spheres in the, the, the Ptolemaic view of the universe um, and Asimov thought but you know someone with a kind of grammar school education a basic understanding of Latin and you know probably picked up most of his lo not knowledge through just just having a phenomenal memory and being you know, re ainly retentive you know the way that James Joyce was as well just remembered everything really I mean when he was struggling with his poor eyesight then he had to rely on his memory more than anything else really but um kind of hearing you know half hearing things in pubs and you know in in the court and stuff he would have had that would have been his understanding of the he could he he was at the right level of education to have made that blunder whereas anyone else wouldn't have been it's a good argument i think i mean i think there's better arguments just that he obviously obviously a man, a man of shakespeare's status wrote those plays um because of their the kind of criticisms the criticisms and the observations of them are, are absolutely a, a, what would be made of someone who was you know a genius but didn't feel that he you know couldn't rise any farther farther than he wanted to because of because of social structure shall we say anyway but that's a kind of an aside but yeah so so what the hell was i talking about so yeah so that kind of prime move so that kind of prime mover and you get it in um i think you get it in um um in the divine comedy let's get i've got my uh dual translation copy of uh, divine comedy which i haven't got any further than like the second page so far but i'm gonna do some study on this but um so as i think we all know the Divine Comedy begins. No meza de camon di nostri vitra, mi greater ve punus, puna de selva oscura, caladarita via ira smarita. And again, apologies to any, any you know, speakers for my appalling accent. But um, it's that, so, no meza de camon di nostri vitra. Midway along, midway along the road of our lives, mi ve. I found myself, and this is translating as I found myself, but it's that retrove, R-I-Trove, um, which means kind of, it's translated as found, and I think most, most you find it in, in um, but it, you find it in kind of a lot of Latin languages, that kind of retrove, the R-I, and it means re, what we think, what we'd say, the kind of equivalent to kind of R-E, return reproach readjust readjust you know that kind of thing but um it's um from my understanding the kind of the, it's more, it has more of an un, it has more of a sense in kind of latin kind of latin languages particularly kind of italian and french of being not just if you said return would be going back again going we're going back but kind of in Latin language, it has more of a sense of, of familiarity of the thing having already been done. We're going back on the thing that's already been done. So it's not just that we're going back in return to return. Return would have a sense of going back exactly the way, you know, the, fam the, the familiar, the road back. So in kind of 
in it's starting with this kind of knee retro phase, I it, it has a sense I refound, I once again found. It's a kind of, you know, it's that that circular motion. It's setting the whole then th serving to set the whole thing in motion. But then it in the next um, in the next counter countercle. I can never I can't, without without thinking about these things. I could there's cantos and countercles and all kinds of little and. Cantino, no, Cantinas, no. That's Star Wars. Anyway, so anyway, the next verse goes, I quanto idea qual era e consadura esta selva, selvagia e aspora e forte, celna pensia renova lapora. So it's, um, oh, me. Um, how hard it is to say what, what happened there. Um, what was this forest, savage, rough and stern? Uh, which in the very thought renews the fear and it renews the fear renova and then you get to uh, a couple of things down line 10 you get non son ben rider come vintre and rider means repeat so within the first 10 lines of um, the divine comedy in the Ita in the original italian you find these ritrove uh, renova uh, ridia refined renew repeat essentially re refined renew redo refined renew renew redo and it's like sets the whole the whole poem emotion and the circular motion of, of everything that goes on within within um within the divine comedy uh, and i've not really you know, i said i've not re i've read it several times in translation i'm not quite familiar with the kind of landscape of it i've not read the italian I'm not, from what i understand from people who study from listening to people who study the kind of the the, the divine comedy it kind of the language changes the kind of the the imagery and the metaphors and the the, the choice of words change throughout the poetry and i need to go and read it i'd like it must be inter it's interesting to me because um there's a great story of joyce that um even though he had a degree in modern languages um when he first moved when he first went to italy and like spent some time in rome and i think trieste trieste was still part of italy then when he first lived in trieste um Everyone found the Italian that he spoke very, very strange because, <laughs> because he all these Italian, despite having this modern languages degree, all these Italian was was learned from from reading the divine the divine comedy, and so it'd be like, you know, to be equivalent. Imagine if Italian person learned all their English just by studying Shakespeare, and then <clears throat> and then went into a shop and and spunk in a you know in an, an in a Shakespearean patois, as well. Good morrow, good man. I am need to quaff some ale. That kind of thing. It'd be ridiculous. So imagine, just imagine James George run, run, roaming around, and people were like, "The fuck are you talking about?" Yeah, and so, so as Dante kind of uses this as his kind of prime mover to say his his act. Other writers have uh, have, have ate that, have have copied that. I think the one, the the one that I like, the one that I, that's interesting to me is is Moby Dick. Call me Ishmael. Um, just everything's embedded in that. Just in those three words, I think it's River Run, best opening word. Call me Ishmael, best best opening word. Three words, because it's because um, so much goes on in that. Because it's because it's called Call me Ishmael. It's not I'm hi, my name's Ishmael. This is Ishmael. Yo, Ishmael, listen up. I got a story to tell. You know, he's um, he's Call me Ishmael, and I, I kind of like that as well because it's um, it's kind of um, was vocular yeah it's, it's like it's 
because um, because Moby Dick's it's it's kind of it's it's genesis one of the one of the genesis of it one of the inspirations for it is um, the, uh, Samuel Taylor Coleridge's poem The Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, which is all which starts with a with a with an old mariner stopping someone at a wedding and telling him his story. But it's call me call me Ishmael. Um, he's like introducing himself, but it's not Ishmael. You know, it's one name's as good as another. And why Ishmael? You know. Yeah, for my I don't know. From my experience as a writer, I've I've never chosen I've never chosen a name for I've yet to choose a name for a for a character, a pub, a dog, a cat, a a, a car that was arbitrary that didn't have some didn't have some resonance either to, either to me or to within the within the the kind of subtext of the story. So, call me Ishmael. That should, that's the first question of Finnegan's of, of Moby Dick. Why Ishmael? And it kind of, if you look into the the, the history, the, the kind of name Ishmael. Ishmael was, was the first son of Abraham, um, and in Islamic tradition, it is Ishmael that that Abraham took to the Temple Mount to, to kill, and then you know, and then the angel and stuff, and sheep and goat and all that kind of thing. Um, and of course, and then uh, from why, from again, my limited understanding of these things at the end of at the kind of end of Ramadan, there is there is kind of you know a halal kind of slaughter is in in some parts of the world, in some cultures still they'll still slaughter a goat, or a cow, or you to represent that that um, that event uh, as it is understood in in Islam. And it, it's actually um, it's actually um, referred to in the very first in the opening page of Finnegan's Wake because it goes um, where are you? Not yet, though. Very soon after, had a kid scad butt ended a bland old Isaac. Now people point out that it's um, it's a reference to the Parnell that Isaac Butts was the was the politician that he um, that lost his seat when Parnell. Became a, a politician in the the Irish um, Parliament, but you can also see that that butt ended a bland old Isaac. That the idea that if you consider um, Fraser's idea that that the reason for the 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 the, the slaughter on, the the slaughter on the Temple of the Mount story is to is a was a learning tool to stop two million people from you know two million you know Jewish Jewish people Semitic people from continuing with the with the practices of human slaughter then a bland old isaac is is referring to something that's quite uh, because it's it was commonplace at that time that a butt-ended nor a kid scanned butt-ended and bombed out bland, uh, but bland old isaac now um as i said the the, the various 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 farmyard animals are you know, ewes and goats and things. So, but kid scanned kid referring to a young goat. So, uh, executing a kid in the, executing the, the the child of a goat rather than the um the the child of the king, or other you know other people's children. That's all reflected in that kind of thing there. And then you know, there's other associations within that. But I think that's interesting. And also, kind of in the as um the second paragraph of the opening page of Finnegan's Wake is a, is a is a is a is a journey backwards in time and um, through human history that's one of the stopping points it's kind of not when that, that kind of not yet don't go back far we haven't gone back far enough yet back before we stopped ritual sacrifice ritual human sacrifice right back to the fall of man to the garden of eden let's talk about that again that's kind of that's within the the, the kind of the 
within with the kind of structure of the of the, the second and third paragraphs. Um, but yeah, so sorry, so but anyway, to go back on track on to, the, to 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 return to the to the uh, digression from the digression of the digression. Um, it's Ish, I think it's Ishmael because as as in as in um, the kind of the, the, the biography of Dante is is quite thin, but from what he what he tells us this this kind of journey into redemption is because he'd lost the he's lost the true way he's slipped into debauchery and and um he's not on the right he's not on a christian path and so there's the journey down into hell and then up through the purgatory and finally up through the the the, the heavenly spheres and towards the empyrean where where the heavenly elect and, and the, the trinity reside all that all that is it he has to go through in, in order to go through this purification process and you know as it's um retrove renova vidia he will return you know it's a journey that he has to go through time and time again you know it's always a, you know the, the confessional you know it's a you know very much a you know a, a reflection of catholicism the days before even you know before in a, a poem that was written before even you know martin luther you know Nailed his um, his his treatise to the door of Wittgenstein, wherever it was. Some of my knowledge has gaps. Um, so yeah, so Dante is is, is a is a, a journey back onto the true path. Now you can see um, in in Moby Dick is Ishmael because well that it, it brings out a couple of interesting things. It means that essentially Captain Ahab is in one sense Abraham taking his son to slaughter on the on the high seas in the pursuit of the, of the white whale and at the end of the end of the journey the um, you know the only thing that the only person that is saved is is ishmael and who rescues him a ship called the rachel one of the wives of of joseph of um jacob and daughter and uh, wife of um, and mother of joseph he of the technicolor dream count so the the um the pil the, the pilgrim Ishmael who has wandered who has wandered from the stri from the right path and started calling himself by calling himself by his in Islamic name is finally rescued by a, a ship named after the the mother of one of the descendants of Isaac so he's returned to the he is returned to the right path within within Moby Dick but yeah so I think it, it, it call me Ishmael has has sets Moby Dick in motion and again. I'm sorry to re return to it, and I've you know I've talked for now, you know, nigh on an hour without mentioning River, really mentioning River Run, and I'm sorry it's in the title again, <laughs> but I've just come up with these different titles punning on River Run, and I'm going to use them even if I barely talk about the word, but um, I've I've called this episode River Runco because um, this if you take the opening sentence you can see that um. So you've got river run, which is this kind of compound word, and then I've looked this up. I I looked this up, and I think I'm right on this that every other word after after river run uh, up to a certain point has an Anglo-Saxon, apart from one I think, which might have a dual kind of um, um, etymology, has an Anglo-Saxon etymology. So river run, past Eve and Adams. The Eve and Adams are Anglo-Saxon. They're completely different in the Bible. I forget what they are. So. Um, Past Eve and Adams from swerve of shore to bend of bay brings us by a all Anglo-Saxon words and then you get to come up with these series of kind of Latinate words commodious vicus of recirculation 
An another question to ask, is it river run or is it river run? Is it ri, as in that ritual, like the Ritrove and Rinova and Ridia? Um, is it Ritrove? Now, uh, uh, sorry, is it river runk? River run. Now, as I want to do, I was looking, I was, um, I saw, I kind of just thought, saw this kind of the, the, on the basis of the kind of river run. I took out the, uh, extracted the re, just took the run and ended up looking up, up in a Latin dictionary. Now, there is a, there is a word in Latin, verunco, um, that means to be successively turning. So, for reasons best known to myself, I combine river run with the word uh, commodious and and kind of did a bit of separation and came up with the words river run commodious, which means to be in the manner of a successively turning wheel. Now, again, this could just be, you're kind of just nothing, could be nothing, but I just think, again, this is something, it's, it's, it's interesting, it's a... Uh, it seems to, as your call me Ishmael sets the thing, sets Moby Dick in motion as the kind of series of Richard Vey and Renova and Redia help to set the, the circle, the, the prime uh, the prime move of the circle of, of the Divine Comedy in motion. So I see River Run is, it, it is also is setting Finnegan's Wake in motion. It's split into this River Run in the mode of a, of a river, of a river successively turning, turning, and it's this. Um, there is the um, in particular, especially in Celtic mythology, but in in a, in, in kind of Proto-Indo-European mythology, really, that you will find a lot of the references to the idea of the, the circle of life, the wheel of life. You there's lots of um, well, you think about like prayer, you go to prayer wheels up in like you know Tibet and things like that. There's that the thing of the cycle the keeping things turning that's it's it's embedded within our nature it's probably embedded in our nature because of the the nature of the seasons you know that we're used to the dim the, the the shortening of the days and then the and then the the increasing of the light during the summer months so it's you know it's probably not only embedded in humans but embedded in probably all you know you know vertebrates up to a, a certain level of intelligence, probably even insects, and you know, have an understanding of it because it's it's something that's always gone on, you know, for millions of years before before we ever got there. Um, what else was I going to talk about? So I think I've done quite a lot there, and I think I'm gonna I'm gonna finish up short. I'm gonna sh finish up in a minute. Um, I just want to talk about something just to begin with. Just to, I was going to start with this, but I'm going to end with this. Um, I think if I've proved, if I've, if I've demonstrated nothing else up until now in these episodes, I think it's, I've demonstrated that I know a thing or two. You know, whether it's right or not, I've got there's a lot of shit in my head that I can pull out. But the thing is about thinking, being being a thinker, I mean, using your brain a lot, is it's like you know in the same way that um, the runners tend to get a lot more hamstring, you know, athletes tend to get a lot more hamstring injuries, or people who sing tend to get a lot more throat injuries. Injuries. Those of us who think a lot tend to, you know, not just brain injuries, but you know things go wrong. You know, chemical levels drops, you know, stresses and strains, you know, um, come to bear. Um, and last, and you know, I've suffered. I've suffered with some form of depression. I think for probably most of my life. Um, I can probably remember 
the first, first wishing I was dead when I was like a five-year-old, and um, you know, forty years later, and things haven't changed much. But you know, you know, I, to say I don't want to in, in talking about this kind of stuff. It's just because I had to talk about this stuff in the kind of last few days. Well, I might as well talk about it here, and it is it is relevant to everything we've talked about in this episode. We'll get to that in a minute. But um, I'm fine. Don't worry about me. It's just you know these things happen. Just, amongst the time, what I would say that I have isn't. It wouldn't even characterise as any form of depression. You know, I've never been. I've I, I, I've not been diagnosed. I've not been to a well, I've not been to a doctor in more than a decade at all. So you know, I'm. The problem with me. The problem with me has always been that I'm far too self-contained. You know, I'm far too happy in my own company and and sorting my own stuff out. And, you know, I like. I'm gregarious and I like people and I've got fr- you know friends that I lo- you know cherish and love and all that kind of you know soppy nonsense but um you could stick me in solitary confinement and i'd be fine for for five years and i'll be fine i'll be fine in my own head just what's in there but but yeah so things go wrong and it's kind of it's been a bit this week's been a bit of a last week or so has been a bit of a um bit of a bit of a ball like shall we say um but it's fine i got a week off and i'm gonna talk about Finnegan's Wake a lot over the next few days so I'll get ready and put some in the bank so I don't have to you know because I'm aware that I've been the the, the first couple of episodes the last couple of episodes have been very long and I'm trying to get material out there and just you know sorry just because there's a lot to talk about and I've got a lot to talk about but within re- relation to this book but um then we'll get shorter now I'm gonna you know we'll try and get them down to you know less than three quarters of an hour but um but yeah, so I'm fine. But it's kind of, it's, it kind of just, I, I just thought I'd speak about it because it does. It, I'm, I was talking about Lucia, and you know, Lucia um, ended her life in a mental, spent the last kind of forty years of her life in mental institutions. Um, there is actually a foundation called Lucia Foundation. Um, if you go on walk, the walking tours of um, Dublin, they do take you past, past the offices there. She was Darren, diagnosed diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia, although. You know, I've always I I take her in as having read um um Caroline Schloss's um, biography to Dance in the Wake Lucia Joyce kind of a I'm 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 inclined to it to adopt her as one of our own as like a someone probably who had some kind of maybe an extreme form of bipolar or manic depression that just because she was a woman in that time in that part of the world was just treated like a crazy person and probably the the the, the treatments and the medications that she were given probably drove her into a further into mental illness and probably into schizophrenia um whereas today she'd probably be treated with quite some um with some quite simple medications and you know i've got other friends who 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 also suffer from, who are fellow travelers fellow sufferers and that you know, they are medicated and you know and you know say don't don't use never ever use me as a guide for anything you know i have my own ways of doing things if you're if you're suffering if there are things you need get the treatment you need the treatment that works for you you know i'm um you know the problem is in a monotheistic culture where we're 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 trained to believe in mono in in uh monomaniac solutions um and there's no one method for everyone everyone's different and everyone needs a different level of treatment i I've worked it. I've spent. Four, I've had lived with this for forty years, and I'm, I'm all right. I haven't taught myself yet, so I'm, I don't see any 
prospects of doing so in the future. So don't, don't really, don't worry about me. Don't fucking taunt me either, you fucking dick. But yeah, so I am, um, but kind of Lucia's, you know, the whole language of Finnegan's Wake in it, to a, to a greater or larger degree, is based on the, a kind of, a, a, not a secret language, but a kind of, a, a, a a kind of idiosyncratic language that, that Lucia took to speaking, would speak in, and that, that I think only Joyce really understood, and so Finnegan's Wake, the, the language of it, and again, if you read To Dance in the Wake, there's, there's plenty of examples of the, the kind of, uh, the references, uh, the kind of, the language that's, u- that's used, that's, that's based on the language that they spoke, but Lucia, but yeah, Lucia is, She's embedded within Finnegan's Wake, as Nora is the is the muse and the influence, and she is the everything of of Ulysses. Um, Lucia is the everything of of um, of Finnegan's Wake, and yes, and there's um, I think it's re- reflected again in Pluribel because as Pluribel can be every the every woman, it's, and also Plura is to can mean to to reign, plurally to reign. Plura is ultimately to cry, and so she's the woman of tears, you know, like um, the mother of sorrows, as as Mary is known in, in Christian mythology. Well, I'm off this week, so I'm going to get some writing done, and then, you know, I'll be fine. Like I said, I'm all right, don't worry about me. I'm not, not having to go to work for a week is, uh, <laughs> has really perked my mood up. And doing this, you know, this is good now, I'm really starting to enjoy this and looking forward to doing it, and I'm actually starting to to plan rather than just in like having the first couple of episodes just sit down and speak for two hours and then cut it down in some kind of narrative so anyway that's all for me this week uh oh to leave you with a joke you know what the best part you know what the worst part about being a manic depressive is the self-pity followed by the shame followed by the self-hatred followed by the mortification i didn't say it was a good joke anyway so i'll see you soon um this has been Finnegan's Wake. Um, again, you can find us on Finnegan's Wake Pod at gmail.com. And uh, um, thank you for joining me. And I'll see you next time. So, uh, and I'm going to leave you with with my favourite female singer of all time. This is Nina Simone. See you later. It's time you knew all you can ever count on.